Hello, COM122 Podcast listeners. As we wrap up the topic of media mandate from previous weeks, we will now start a new series on media regulations. You are no stranger to media regulations. If you follow the news about e-cigarettes, you might have heard of a call to ban the advertising of e-cigarettes on television. This call came after numerous reports of vaping-related deaths. Another recent case is the talk of breaking up big tech because big tech companies become overly influential. There are also conversations on regulating fake news and foreign interference on social media platforms. Regulations are various rules, standards, and norms set by governments, legislative bodies, and non-government entities. You might think that regulations are all enforced by governments. Well, many regulations are indeed enacted by governments following laws passed by Congress. We call this formal regulation. An example is the ban on the advertising of tobacco products. There is also informal regulation, such as movie ratings. Movie ratings are not by the U.S. government, but by the Motion Picture Association of America, which is a non-government organization. Regulations could target content produced by media outlets or something not directly related to content, such as media ownership, licensing, who has access to the media, and etc. If you feel the information is overwhelming, don't worry, we will go over each of the common types of regulation with examples. Before we do that, let's review four milestone media-related legislations in the U.S. history. First, the Radio Act of 1912. This is a federal law that went into effect in 1912, not long after the sinking of the Titanic. The Radio Act of 1912 is the first legislation targeting the radio technology. It requires that anyone transmitting signals through radio waves needs a license. Before this legislation, public airwaves was a wild west. Everyone, including amateurs, commercial operators and U.S. Navy officers can send signals. This created inference issues as someone may inadvertently or intentionally send fake distress calls. At the time of the Radio Act of 1912, radio was used mostly as one-to-one wireless communication. So the Radio Act in 1912 is not applicable to broadcasting radio stations. The legislation targeting radio broadcasting came later in the Radio Act of 1927. The 1927 Act was proposed again to address the interference issue. But this time, the inference issue was caused by broadcasting radio stations. In our community, you can listen to the local NPR station broadcasts on FM 88.5. Can you imagine what will happen if a nearby station tries to broadcast using the same frequency? Yes it will jam the signal from the NPR station. This is basically what typically happened before the Radio Act of 1927. So the Radio Act of 1927 creates Federal Radio Commission, a government body. It gives FRC the authority to allocate frequencies to stations and individuals, following the guiding standard, public interest, convenience, or necessity. However, Congress failed to define precisely what it meant by public interest, convenience, and necessity in either the statutory text or legislative history. The Radio Act of 1927 ushered in the golden age of radio with inferences died down. As radio stations began to broadcast nationally, a common popular culture emerged based on the common consumption of radio shows. Following the Radio Act of 1927, Congress passed the Communications Act of 1934. It expands the regulation to telephone communication, an invention at that time. It creates FCC, Federal Communication Commission, which is still functioning today. 
Communications Act of 1934 also set the commercial media mandate as the de facto media mandate for the country. If you want to learn more about this part of the history, read the commercial radio debate section on the Wikipedia page about this legislation. The last legislation on our list is the Telecommunications Act of 1996, which was passed when Bill Clinton was president. As a bill of the age of information highways, the Telecommunications Act of 1996 regulating internet, calling it Advanced Telecommunications Service. What's unique about the act is that it seeks to deregulate, rather than overregulate, the media and telecommunications sector. It loosens up rules for broadcasting license, cross-media ownership, and etc. The goal was to foster competition and let the industries grow relying on market forces. However, critics say the legislation has achieved the very opposite of its original intent. After the legislation was introduced, and because it freed up rules on mergers, the media and telecommunication industry became dominated by a smaller number of players, resulting in media conglomerates. Instead of promoting competitions, it creates monopolies. Okay, that's all for today's episode. Next week, we will delve into each specific type of regulations.